Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com spoken today. Ready to start talking to your kids about financial literacy? Meet Greenlight the debit card and money app that teaches kids and teens how to earn, save, spend wisely, and invest with your guardrails in place. Parents can send instant money transfers, automate allowance, and more. Plus, keep an eye on spending with real-time notifications. Join more than 6 million parents and kids building healthy financial habits together on Greenlight. Get your first month free at greenlight.com ACAST. That's greenlight.com ACAST. Well, hello, 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 and welcome back to another episode of Creative Source, the podcast for the creative in you. No matter where you are on the journey, whether you're starting out, whether you're mid-season, you're coming back to the arts, maybe this is just your hobby. It's all valid and there will be something in this conversation for you, I promise. Every week we talk about different areas of life in the arts and we've covered so many topics already. I mean, in the first season, we covered all kinds of things like um, finding your voice, talent versus training, rejection, criticism, all kinds of things. And this season is going to be exactly the same. There's tons more stuff to get into. But before I do that, I have to do a big shout out to all the people that are contributing to this podcast. So as you know, I have uh, Patreon patrons for this podcast. So thank you to you guys who are financially supporting the podcast on a monthly basis. But there's also folks who just, uh, the monthly commitment doesn't work for them, but they do drop some coin into the old uh, Acast tin and the old Acast tip jar. So thank you to you guys too. But equally, there's folks who share this podcast with their friends and, and people in their network, colleagues, peers, they feel like may get something from this. So thank you to you guys too, because all of that is a contribution, because all of that is about keeping the conversation going and making this available to so many more people. I've had some really lovely comments from you guys about how much of a difference it's making in your creative lives and your outlook in relation to your creativity. So do let me know as well if if it's making a difference for you. Um, It's just really lovely to hear and keeps me encouraged to keep this conversation alive. So this week we are talking about 
saying yes and saying no. So I realised this is a really important conversation because I've really been challenged by this over the last year. Well, sort of uh, during the entire lockdown. So I'm recording this for those coming to it after its release date. I'm recording this sort of as the UK is coming out of the the end of the lockdown, but still got concerns around the spread of the, the disease. So there's still a degree of caution and it sort of affects every decision that you have to make in life, but particularly around work, what things you're going to say yes to, what things you're going to say no to, because the landscape has changed. In some fields, there's abundance. In some fields, there's lack. So I realised that for us as creatives, I mean, even outside of like being in a pandemic, saying yes and saying no is such an important part of our work lives as creatives. And I differentiate here between just pure decision-making because decision-making can be more nuanced than uh, the more binary sort of state of like, yes and no. Decision-making can be like, oh, shall I do it like this or shall I do it like that? So that's not, um, yes and no is more like opening, closing doors, isn't it? Whereas um, decision-making, there's lots of sort of nuance within that. So I differentiate this conversation from that. And also I think it's different for self-employed creatives than it is for employed folks because we are constantly having to make this decision, this yes or no decision, because we're constantly seeking work, you know, because our employment isn't a, a sort of a long-term contract or, you know, a, you know, fixed, uh, a fixed employment until either party decides otherwise, you know, ours can be a, an hour's worth of work. A half a day, a day, uh, a couple of days, a week, you know, it can be quite short. So we're constantly having to find new work and then we're constantly having things coming our way. And therefore, we are constantly in this question of do I say yes and do I say no? You know, the types of things I'm really thinking of when I'm having this conversation with you guys is really when we're saying yes and no to like opportunities, to things people want us to do, tasks, jobs uh, that have come our way. Because obviously we're saying yes and no constantly all day, every day. If I talked about that, this podcast would be about 15 years long. So <laughs> really, I'm just talking about when we're saying yes and no to opportunities, jobs and tasks that have come our way. The thing with yes and no is that that yes and no that we make as creatives can change the trajectory of our career. And I think also this is why sometimes our yeses and nos can have such significance because it can change our prospects. You know what it's like when an opportunity comes your way that you need to say yes or no to, and you're like, this could be it. This could really make a difference in my career. It can impact hugely on our schedule. I don't know about uh, some other fields, but certainly in the field of acting, there's a lot of last minute, change your plans. You're not going to be going to blah, blah, blah this weekend because you need to do an audition or you're not going to be able to meet up with so-and-so because blah, blah, blah wants you, this production wants you in Manchester tomorrow morning. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of that. I auditioned for one show where they I think I had a recall audition, maybe like on a Wednesday or Thursday. And their plan was to travel up whoever got that job because it was filming in the north of England. And they wanted that person, whoever got the job to travel up, I think on the Saturday of that week. So literally the Thursday, the Friday, I didn't know whether I'd be spending my week in London or Rochdale. <laughs> so, so it can be really last minute saying yes and saying no. Didn't get the job, didn't want it in the end, actually. Uh, not bitter. Uh, um, it can change your time. I mean, that's really your schedule, but it can change like, how you how you organize yourself 
It can change where you are. Like I said, in that example, it could have ended up in a different part of the country within a couple of days. So these yeses and these noes are big and it creates a constant dilemma for us, or it can do anyways, create a constant dilemma for us as creatives. And the interesting thing was when I put a shout out for your listener comments, overwhelmingly, because I said, you know, has anyone got any thoughts or questions about saying yes and saying no? Overwhelmingly, the listener comments were about saying no. And I thought that was really interesting because, you know, there's a lot of um, conversation around saying yes to the universe, opening up doors, you know, being a yes person as in a positive way. You know, the film Yes Man, the the Jim Carrey film where he he learns to say yes to life kind of thing. Actually, what it sounded like a lot of creatives struggle with is the no. The yes is kind of straightforward, but the no is the difficult one. And so I'm splitting this conversation in three parts. And the first two are about saying no, because that was the thing that was the thing. And then we'll end by saying yes in that third episode. So let's get started. So as always, the place to start is why. why. Why is the no such a big deal? And why was it the one that really got people sharing quite abundantly on the topic of no? Why, 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 why is it like that? And my cod theory, you know, is that because we live in a capitalist paradigm, and, and this is not a, a judgment of that, and it's not, I'm not saying it's right or wrong or whatever, but that capitalist paradigm gives us a particular perspective that goes, for the most part, unquestioned, unchallenged. And it's kind of in the culture in a way that we don't really recognize, we don't really notice it until we start to tease it apart and really, really inspect it. And I'm talking about things like, so what what becomes part of the cultural paradigm that becomes unquestioned is things like, you must work hard to win. You got to work 16 hours a day, seven days a week, you know, that kind of mentality. That's a product of a capitalist structure. Or, you know, essentially the American dream of, you know, work hard and you can achieve. All it is, is about application. So therefore the logic is the more you apply yourself, the more you'll be able to get, right? So, so people work super hard with this goal in mind. On another note, I do feel like where there's an American dream, there's an American nightmare, which is like things like, uh, you know, healthcare and all that sort of stuff. So it's not, it's a false dream perhaps, but it's one that we kind of subconsciously have bought into. So therefore no slacking is allowed because (laughs) otherwise you're not going to achieve your dream. You're not going to get there. You've got to work hard. And that creates a sense of lack. And that sense of lack creates a fear of saying no. And I think that is why as creatives, we, I mean, because we're in society, we, we're not adjacent to it, we're in it and we're steeped in these beliefs, whether we reject them, whether we consciously think otherwise, a lot of us are steeped in them. 
that there's this place I've got to get to and I do it by working very hard. You never know where the next opportunity is coming from. Do you know what I mean? Like all these sorts of things. And so no becomes this fearful space in which we have created all these outcomes that may or may not happen. I mean, in one of the comments, how Morgan, uh, he says, it's the only power we have. He's talking about, no, uh, it's the only power we have, but we're often too scared to exercise it in case there are repercussions. Repercussions, man. That is, I think, a common theme in the comments. And I think it's one that a lot of creatives fear when it comes to saying no to an opportunity. No matter how they feel about the opportunity, we so often feel like, we feel like we don't have a choice. We feel like no is not an option. And some of those fears, well, what are they? We fear like we're going to lose out in future. What if so-and-so gets it? I've had that so many times. It's like, and it's not like I want to stop that person getting the opportunity. I'm not going to do the job so that they don't get it. But it's almost like, well, if they get it and they're already on this like amazing run of success and I'll get left behind or what, do you know what I mean? Like this whole narrative going on in our heads, just off the back of making one choice for ourselves. We think, oh, you know, Hal mentioned repercussions and One of them is a bad reaction from the person that you say no to, like they'll never come back to you again or that it sours the relationship. It's weird, actually, because recently I was asked to do something by a charity and I wasn't able to do it. I really sat with it for a little while, but what they were asking me to do, I just couldn't make it happen. So I told them that I couldn't do it and I haven't heard back from them. And I find that really strange. But I kind of think, well, if that's how they operate. If that's how they are, they ask somebody to do something free and that person can't quite make it work. So therefore they're all right onto the next. I kind of think, is that the kind of charity you want to work with anyways? I mean, it is a genuine concern that a no can create a bad reaction, sour relationship to the point where, okay, so that's one potential income stream I've now damaged by saying no. I'm not saying that this is how it is. I'm saying these are some of the fears that we have. Another huge fear that we as creatives have is thinking, well, where's the next job going to come from? If I say no to this, I don't know when the next job's going to come. Now, it doesn't matter whether you have had constant work for however many years or you've had, it's been six months since you last did whatever it is you do for a living. That fear exists in many creatives. I remember uh, when I did an episode of Mock the Week and I was talking to one of the regular contributors and he just works so hard in getting himself ready for that show. And he sort of made a joke about, well, you you just don't, I mean, he was joking, but he was kind of serious. He's like, you just don't know where your next job's coming from. So he just does the best he can on everything and says yes to everything. And I was just like, wait, what? You've been on this show for however many years and you know, you're almost a national treasure. People love you. Like, and you're concerned (laughs) about your next, where your next job's coming from. So It really is a concern that never really goes away. I suppose all we can really do is change our relationship to that concern rather than actually thinking we're ever going to, you know, ultimately get rid of it. Um, There's also the what if the this could be a game changer. This could be the one that tips me over into something awesome. And if I say no to it, I just missed out on this awesome opportunity. 
I do still think like that about certain things, but I've started to catch myself in the act. Like I was offered to audition for something recently and on paper, it was just like, girl, you have to audition for this thing. But what I could feel in my body was like, it's everything around the actual material that's making you want to audition or telling you you should audition. It's who's involved, who's casting it, who's producing it, what channel it's going to be on, you know, knowing cynically like shows like this tend to do well in terms of prestige window, you know, award type thing. But when I was looking at the actual material, the content, I was not inspired by it. And I thought, if I do this, I'm going to be doing it by will rather than the universe is not with me on this. <laughs> it's going to be my own personal energy that I'm using because I've made a strategic head-based decision. And I feel like after a while that starts to take its toll. And, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you've got to feel like the universe has got your, uh, what should you call it? Abseiling on the on the winds of the, I don't know where this analogy is going, but I'm not saying you've got to feel like universal force behind you before you can get into anything. But I just had this really strong feeling like everything that's making me think I should audition for this has nothing to do with creativity and everything to do with strategic planning for my career. And it gets to the point where that's not what I want for myself because those could be the projects that you don't enjoy because you're just literally there strategically. Like I, I took a film last year and on paper, it looked like it was going to, I don't know, just be quite this sweet, you know, kind of not cheesy, but like, yeah, very sweet sort of hallmarky type of like sort of romance, comedy romance. And I was offered a role, much smaller role, but in a much, in a, in a big show. And uh, it was the same decision again. And I ended up going for the film because I thought I'm going to enjoy this. And it's a much bigger role. And it'll be nice to sort of cut my teeth on something that's a little bit, you know, that, that's got some more material and more for the character to do. So I took the film and I just had so much fun. I met so many lovely people and it's not like I would, maybe I would have on this other job, but I just felt so creatively satisfied by taking this film in a way that I wouldn't, because this other job would have been a day's filming. It would have been, um, you know, a prominent scene with a, you know, very internationally known actor, basically. But it was only one scene, it, but it was in a huge show. So I thought, you know, sometimes this thing is about getting filled up creatively, isn't it? Really? That's what we've been talking about. So how can I espouse that to you guys? And then go ahead and do something different myself. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Hi there, my name is David Jesse and you are listening to Creative Source with the wonderful Andy Osher. So what if we do go with that fear of saying no and we say this reactive, fearful yes because we're scared of all those things that can happen as a result of saying no? What about the harm that does to ourselves? What about the harm that does in the sense of you might feel, oh gosh, I've said yes and now I'm in too deep. I, I don't feel qualified to do this or I've said yes and I'm, I'm already exhausted and now I've said yes to this and I, I don't know how I'm going to make it work. Or I've said yes and I resent it. So I'm, I'm, I'm doing this job not with an open heart, but with a heart full of resentment. And so saying that reactive yes can exacerbate all those fear issues that I, I talked about just now because you're never saying no because you're, you're always saying yes, but coming from a place of fear. So it makes those fears more real because we never allow ourselves to really experience the other side of the no. 
of, oh, it wasn't actually too bad. And oh, that relationship didn't get damaged. And oh, yes, that film went on to be a success and I wasn't in it, but I've lived to tell another tale. And no, I was, you know, I could do something else with that time that I would have done that. Do you know what I mean? Let me just leave it with this comment that came from Colin Owens. He says, what good is your yes if you never say no? That's what I'm getting at. If you're constantly saying yes to everything, but coming out of fear, then does that yes have value? Not for the other people, but for yourself. All right, listen, let's have some bite-sized advice because we have the fantastic Kalechi Okafor giving her views on saying yes and saying no. You're going to love this. My mum always used to say to me, do not say yes when you mean to say no. I mean, she sang it better than I've just done there, but it's always stuck with me, the idea that let your no be no and let your yes be yes. I think that we exist in a society where we try to please people for the fear that we'll be ostracised and then we won't belong. But ultimately, you want to belong to the groups that allow you to show up as your true self. And that means saying yes to the things that you definitely want to say yes to and saying no to the things that you don't want to do. And um, I remember reading that no is a full sentence. There doesn't need to be an explanation after it. If you don't want to do anything, it's a simple no. And I know that there are opportunities that have come my way and there hasn't been rhyme or reason as to why I've said yes to certain things and no to certain things. But I've always gone with what will make my heart smile. Always remember that. What will make your heart smile? And do that no matter what people have to say about it. Thank you, Kalechi Okafor, the amazing actor, writer, podcaster, pole dancer, tarot reader, social commentator, influencer. She's incredible. She does so much, include give really great creativity advice. You know what I really, what really struck me was she, when she was talking about, you want to be with people that are allowing you to basically be your authentic self. This is what I mean about that strategic decision-making that I was talking about. It's like, yes, on paper, it makes sense to, to say yes to this thing, but does it make your heart happy? Does it speak to you? Will it put you with your people? Right. Uh, and there was other great gems in there. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. I mean, that's a song, isn't it? And also, and her mum's song. I love that as, as well. And uh, yeah, oh, just just dropping gems, man. That was really great advice from uh, Kalechi there. So guys, if you would like to support this podcast on Patreon, I have got a new goal to reach. I would like to cover all the post-production for this show. And so what I am offering, uh, I'm going to change what's on offer in terms of the tiers on Patreon. So we've already had a little uh, tinker with uh, the opening tier. I am going to change tier two to £30 a month. And with that, you're going to get three mentoring sessions with me. So it will be about creativity, but you can use the time as you would like to. So if you want to talk about a specific project that you've got coming up, uh, we can work on that. If there's something that you're, you're feeling stuck around, we can discuss that. Whatever it is relating to creativity, you can use these three half hour mentoring sessions as you wish. And if you want to, at the end of having those three once a month, you can end the Patreon subscription. So you don't have to feel like, oh God, now 
I'm in for 30 large <laughs> for the rest of my life. No, you could just do it for that amount of time and then drop down to a different tier. You could drop down to the lower tier where you still get cool stuff. You get you still get the bonus content and stuff like that. Now, if I was to charge the going rate for mentoring, it would cost or coaching, it would cost more than this, more than 30 quid a month. But this is in the spirit of keeping uh, the creativity conversation going and so yeah it's all in service of the podcast and this conversation so if that speaks to you I've got three spots I can offer because what I don't want to do is take on too many and then I can't deliver to you what you need so I want this to be really of value to you So if that speaks to you, head on over to Patreon, go to the second tier and sign up for that. And we will talk about setting up the first of your mentoring sessions. I I thought of that yesterday. I was like, oh, my God, that's something that I've wanted to offer. And I haven't and I didn't it didn't occur to me to offer it through Patreon because then everyone's a winner. Um, I just realised you're not allowed to sing uh, songs, are you? (laughs) On podcasts, like copyrighted songs. Anyway, you get the idea. This is the change that I want to make to that middle tier. So if that speaks to you, head on over to Patreon. Link in the show notes to find out more. All right, let's have another listener comment about saying yes and saying no. So this one, where is it? Uh, Okay, here we go. This is from Earl Palmer. So he says, I said yes to everything starting out to gain experience. Those days were invaluable, but not all the projects I'd be proud for people to see. I cringe at some, (laughs) but he says it was part of his journey and it helped him to get where he is. Now, several years on, Earl says um, he's willing to say no if he doesn't feel like the project is good enough for whatever reason. As someone who likes to make people happy, it's tough sometimes, especially saying no to people that he's worked with before. And he says, as someone who who loves to act, it's really tough to say no when a project is placed in front of you. But this is his livelihood now, he says. And every yes and no has a business decision behind it, which as a creative who wants to be in front of the camera as much as possible is difficult to balance. So what I was really talking about there is that thing where we say no for a multitude of reasons. There are many reasons why we as creators might have to say no to a job. And just some of them might be that the terms of the offer just don't work for us, be it the money, the hours, the reward that comes with it. There's something about it, doesn't matter what it is, it, it might not work for us. We may not have the time to do it. I think for the most part, freelance creators probably work longer hours generally because We have to, basically. Well, we don't have to, actually, but we do because of, as I was discussing earlier, this particular paradigm we're in. Also, we we might be resting. So I was asked to be part of a podcast, in fact, several podcasts um, sort of earlier in the year. But I had said to myself, I have to take a break. So I took the six weeks off and it was really tough to say no, no, no to opportunities that were coming in. Uh, because sometimes it was from friends or, you know, people I've worked with many times before. And it was really hard to say. And also, especially as I'm not doing anything necessarily, I'm on a break. And it's really tempting to go, oh, well, it'll only take half an hour. Really. And then the next thing you know, you're not resting. You're going full pelt again. So it may be that you're resting. And that's the reason that you have to say no. And you really got, anyway, we talked about this in mental health. No, when it comes to resting, you've really got to ring fence that time. 
another reason is you might not want to. You just might not want to. And that happens, doesn't it? And as we ascend up our career ladder, is it an up or maybe a long? I don't know. Anyways, as we move uh, through our career path, let's say, you get to hopefully navigate yourself, negotiate yourself into a situation where you can just not do things that you don't want to. Like that I feel really happy with being able to turn down things that I no longer want to do. But also, I think that is a matter of empowerment as well. Because I remember um, when I first started doing Mock the Weeks and there was another comedian who now has done loads more than me, I believe. But he was saying at the time, oh, I wish I could, because I was saying how I, I don't particularly enjoy the panel shows because they're quite high, high stress situations. And he was like, oh, I wish I could turn down, uh, you know, panel shows or whatever, because he hadn't been offered any by that point. And I, and I sort of almost wanted to apologise for daring to say something like that in front of him. But it was like, that was my truth, you know, but... I felt at the time that I couldn't say no to them, but I would like to have. And now I feel like, oh, I actually can say no to things that I don't want to do. Obviously, there'll be implications, maybe financially for me, and maybe that maybe that person won't ask me to do those things again. But if I didn't want to do it in the first place, it doesn't matter that they're not going to ask me again because I wasn't into it. You may say no because you don't know how to do the thing. And that's also empowering as well, because rather than I, I've definitely taken jobs where I've thought, oh, oh, I'll bumble through. And sometimes it's worked out and sometimes it ain't. And um, the story that I tell about this improv show that I was hired to do when I and, and it was only in rehearsal, that I realized I know bugger all about improv. But it's only when you're put in that situation that you really realize how little, you know. So saying no off the top, just go, sorry, that's not my skill set. is such a boss move. Or you might say no because you're scared. Now that is a conversation that I want to pick up in the yes episode because that's a different type of no. It's a kind of a no that you wish could be a yes. And so I figured let's put that in the yes conversation. So guys, I'm going to leave it there in terms of this opener talking about no, saying no. And then next episode, we'll carry on talking about saying no. And we'll talk about some of the benefits of saying no. No, no gets a hard press. We talk about no, like it's like a really negative thing, but actually a lot of good can come from saying no. And I'll talk about how to say no, just going through some practical stuff about the art of saying no. If you would like to support this podcast on Patreon, check out my new offer, the second tier, the middle tier, where I will offer three mentoring sessions for £30. That's that's a steal, guys. That's a real steal. If that is something you're interested in, if you just want a, a little booster to help you in your creative uh, endeavours or bring clarity to something that you've been wrestling with, then head over to Patreon to find out more. All right, that is the end of this episode. Thank you to Kalechi Okafor for her bite-sized advice, to Earl Palmer and to Hal for their listener comments, to Martin Lumsden for the post-production, Clydesdale Music for the theme tune, Anya Stobart for the marketing, and you guys for listening. Keep creating and keep living in gratitude. I will see you next time. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com I hope you enjoyed that episode of Creative Source. If you're looking for more support with your creative journey, I'm offering one-to-one online mentoring. Perhaps you want to launch a project but don't know where to start. Maybe you've got stuck around a certain issue, need some advice, or just want to bounce ideas around. Whatever it is, I'm here. Just hit the Patreon link in the show notes or go to patreon.com forward slash creative source with Andy Osho to find out more. 